It's Demasi and Michael, just talking tech. This is a Payone Media production. The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. Enjoy the show. Now, nobody hears me at Clubhouse. Correct. No one hears you in Clubhouse. Now. When I go over here and do this, I really didn't know that. And I didn't check at all. That never would have freaking occurred to me. All right. Hey, hey. So, so you get that one and I get the, you're duplicated because I was actually listening to you in two places. All right. DM live. Let's try this again. I'm glad I didn't start moving blocks around. Right. All right. So I'm going to turn this on. Hold on. No, I'm not. Okay. I want to make sure all the recordings were off first because I don't want to just start recording me. Well, you know what? Turn the freaking recordings on because otherwise I'll forget to do it. Now, you should hear me in Clubhouse. Yes. And people should and also hear, hear you in Clubhouse. All right. There we go. Yep. Now, figure that problem out. Well, at least one thing actually makes sense. Right. Ooh, Are you I'm recording? Too. Yeah, man, because it's the same session I set up the last time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I tweaked it yeah. and we're good. Yep. I am recording in clean feed. All right. I am recording an audio hijack. My audio and your audio. So okay. we are good. We can rock and roll. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I had this elaborate show all planned out. Things are going to work. You guys are going to hear some nice blues. Well, the blues, clubhouse. Huh? We're going to hear some nice blues. Man, I got a whole thing about this blues station that I found in Apple Music because I did just look for it before I started. I will talk to you about that later. My thoughts on it may sound differently than I actually feel. So, okay. Uh, but I'm a little concerned about the, <laughs> the blues that I actually got. Like, it's like, okay, Apple, what are we really doing here? Uh, yeah, I had this whole elaborate thing planned out. First off, I have no idea why I lost all of my audio. Devices aren't showing up where they should show in loop back. Uh, and then I discovered to everyone who was listening live. That, Which uh, is zero right now, but still. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> for people not listening live and you're listening to this after the fact, I discovered that Club Deck does not honor your previous audio settings. Therefore, huh, I wonder where the output of Club Deck is going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care Pro- right now. Probably system default would be my guess. <laughs> probably. But I did not realize that it does not honor whatever you fit. Because I'm used to that. Like, that. that's that's normal behavior to me is like when i set the input or output for like when i open zoom zoom doesn't just randomly nope. change my audio input nope. like that's not how that works google meet doesn't randomly change because i changed the system defaults no none of that happens i've set up specific device so me and mike spent about a good 10 minutes trying ten, to figure out ten, why ten he could minutes. hear me in clubhouse yep. and he wasn't supposed to be hearing me in clubhouse also clubhouse couldn't hear him moral of the story is check your audio even if you think it should be set Cause yeah, especially when we were dealing with some freaking electron app somebody built. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, shout out to Club Deck though. Do appreciate what you guys do. The app is actually amazing. I it like is. it. If it I have to use worse. Clubhouse, if I have to use Clubhouse, I am going to choose to use Club Deck over using it. Like I still don't have Clubhouse on either one of my phones, so that should tell you something. Uh, but hey, honor my uh, 
settings. All right. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. Screw don't change my shit. We sounded crazy. Already things are bad enough because I set the output and, <laughs> and clean feed to be one thing and bike still coming out of where you're supposed to come out of. Like, how is this working? <laughs> uh, side note, Mike, I actually figured out why that was the case. So I got to punch my own self in the face for that one. <laughs> I mapped. So a little bit on loop back and then we'll we'll talk about uh one of the topics that we were going to discuss this episode uh but a little bit about loop back so the way that i usually set up loop back is i create a device and then i map things to, so for the board like uh mike for me all of my voip applications unless i have a for some reason multiple voip applications going at a time but all of them come out of channel four here's what i did I know I did this, but I wasn't thinking because I was slightly panicking because I lost all of my audio for hmm. a second. So I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I can't hear Mike in clean feed either. So I was like, oh geez, something is really broken. So I was slightly panicking. So I didn't remember that typically when I want something to stay where I fix it on the board, I go into loopback, I create the device, I add each application. So in this case, Chrome, Zoom, uh, there's something else. Uh, not fa- Yeah, FaceTime. Uh, they're all added as sources in loopback. And then they're connected to channels one and two. And then channels one and two are mapped both to channel four on the board mm-hmm. right, as the monitor. So me changing the output in uh, clean feed has no effect whatsoever on what I hear. That makes sense. But panicking because like my audio was already screwy because one second I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stream this 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 these blues into club deck and everything is rocking. And then Mike calls me and he's like, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but can you hear me in clean feet? And then as soon as I answered the FaceTime call with Mike on the Mac, uh, you know, answered the call in FaceTime, all of my audio, except for Michael, <laughs> funnily enough, went away, right? FaceTime audio was still coming through fine because we had a whole conversation. I was talking to you on the computer and FaceTime. Because FaceTime does whatever it wants. But everything else, poof, nothing. No voiceover, no nothing. So, (laughs) Apple, get your stuff together, please. You're asking too much. I really don't want to have to buy a Windows computer. And I promise nobody in the world wants me using uh, Linux as my desktop operating system. <laughs> Nobody wants these problems. You don't want these problems. Mike don't want these problems. I don't want these problems. Man, people I don't even know don't want those problems. Please get it together because everything that just happened was all Apple's fault with the exception of me not realizing, number one, uh, I mapped things. Uh, so effectively, I hardwired something that did what it was supposed to do. And that club deck doesn't honor your, uh, you know, Audio set. Your audio set. But everything else that started the whole panic that I was actually experiencing for a second is all Apple's fault. So please get it. <laughs> I started playing with an app. I forget the name of it. I will have it for the show notes at your own pay, yourownpay.com slash DM93. <laughs> and this app on Windows will let you quickly switch your input and output devices based on keystrokes. So you hit keystrokes to switch your devices. And I'm like, that could be interesting. Ooh. I have 10 virtual audio cables right now. So oh. I have lost audio multiple times today. Just just throwing that out there. Thankfully, yeah, I, I mean, it's, 
different when you're doing stuff. Yes, yes. when you expect that to happen. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, for JAWS 2022 users, you can hit JAWS key space followed by VC and then your up and down arrow keys. That, I think, is probably my most favorite feature out of, out of any of the JAWS features right now. Being able to hit JAWS key space for layered commands, V for voice, C for card, and then just up and down arrow until you hear jaws coming out of where you want it to come out of that has saved me quite a bit uh, today so i'm gonna Freaking put this nerd. <laughs> only somebody like mike will be dealing with this i'm like oh man this is one of my favorite features yeah. there are people who are gonna hear this i'm like what right i don't right. even understand what you just said to do let alone what it does uh-huh. oh that is a that is an awesome feature though it all, is all jokes aside, in the past i had feature. to do windows r jaws 2021 enter oh no yeah. Oh, enter and then down arrow and try to figure out which sound card it was. It's so much easier. So much easier. <laughs> oh man, look, drop us a note on Twitter at uh the DM series if you at any point in your life, like me and like Michael, who doesn't remember it off the top of his head, but his fingers can walk that dance and I could probably do it after a couple of times, ever had to learn those commands and jaws to make sure that you can switch your audio back to something reasonable or if you know how to do it in voiceover because I, I i can ask i have walked people through it directly in yep. voiceover because man this is an experience this it, is the it definitely is audio it's it's jaws key and or you, you you open jaws then it's u for utilities o for sound card i forgot the u for utilities that's what was throwing me off so uh it has changed a little yeah i knew it was uh utilities you wanted to get to first uh i think and it was o still for sound o. Card? that doesn't even make any sense so the O used to be for output, I think. Ah, no. okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I think because I, I, yeah, the O, those sound correct to me. Like utilities first, then you want to get to output. And I think the O used to actually be for output. Because uh, I have had to do that dance too with Jaws. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. So, Mike, tell everybody about the tool that you just mentioned, which is... Um, well, you mentioned that you have 10 virtual audio cables on Windows. So Yes. So I've been playing this. with virtual audio cable, which is a software that allows you to send audio different places within Windows. So one thing, it is, it is, but it's, it's not as, adv- I mean, maybe it is an advanced, it's not as clean of an interface as it is for loop, as loopback is because you have to go to multiple different places. Uh, you have to check some checkboxes inside of the virtual audio control panel. For example, I wanted to be able to adjust the volume of one of my sound cards and I could change the sound card volume and it would do nothing. So it was frustrating me. And I found out that you actually had to go into the virtual audio cable control panel Find the device that you want to be able to modify. Check the box that says allow volume control and then hit set and uh, you're able to uh, adjust the volume of it. Side note, if you're in Chrome and you're listening to music and you simply want to just turn that music down, disable virtual viewer or browse mode and use your up and down arrow keys on YouTube and that'll adjust the volume up and down. So just throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, VAC or virtual audio cable, it it takes a little bit to get used to. Astomasi, I've been trying to wrap my mind around it for a while now, and it took me setting up loopback on the Mac to be able to understand, for the most part, what's going on with VAC. I did want to follow up, though, a little bit, Demasi, while you're trying to figure out Google Docs with the 
Meter. I did my first cook with that, and it's been a fun experience. I was super excited to be able to set up. Uh, so we hooked a tri-tip, and I wanted hold on, to- Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. So, yeah, because we had already recorded, and you hadn't used it yet, uh-huh. right? So nobody knows about- Okay, okay. Nope. We recorded the Saturday before it came. It came in on the- Right, right, right. Okay. So- okay. Man, I can't believe I forgot about that. That's the thing I wanted to tell everyone. That shit was so cool. Man, okay, go ahead. Tell your story. Okay, I'm trying okay. to figure out who yeah. you, you, you jumped into it. I'm like, man, I had some follow-up. I wanted to do that. So so we're going to do it a little bit out of order. But I did my first cook with the meter. Uh, I did receive it. One nice thing about it is there's a very tactile line on the meter itself. So it's not just a line that you have to put it in the meat up to you can actually feel the line and uh put it in and then once it's up to that line so the meat's up to that line then you're able to start your cook i was able to easily determine uh which cut of meat i wanted to do so i got a tri-tip and i put that in and set the temperature a little lower than i wanted to because we wanted to reverse sear it on the uh blackstone And so I set it to, I don't remember, 120, I think it was, or something like that. And I was able to get the environment temperature, so the temperature of the Traeger, the meat temperature, which obviously is the temperature in the meat, and the temperature that is my target temperature. Hey, you found it. Huh? (laughs) Hey, you found it. The target temperature? No, the document. Oh, I did? It says Michael Babcock has joined the document. Oh, okay. Well, is there anything in this doc? Because I'm not seeing DM92. Yeah, I'm not seeing Empty that. pineapple tweets. Do yeah, you're to- in the document, little man. It just says you're no longer editing this paragraph. That's weird. VoiceOver isn't reading anything in here. I wonder. Hey, VO left Arrow for a sec. Like, I mean, once. And then try open down Arrow. Yeah, that didn't work. I didn't. Because you're still moving like right around where I'm at. Hold on. Ah, you bastard. Hey, I see it now. Cool. I had to turn on screen reader support. Because apparently that didn't stay on. Anyways. So I was able to get the temperature of the meat. I was able to get the environment temperature and see the target temperature for what I was trying to set the meat to. And while I was setting all of this up and it was all accessible using voiceover, no guessing or checking, I decided to try to share my cook. And I, of course, like I always do, just randomly sent Demacia a link and didn't say anything to him. And then I called him and I'm like, hey, uh, this is what this is. And Demacia, what was your experience? Man, this is like one of the coolest things I have seen. So I have personally been excited about the meter since I first heard about it anyway. And Mike picking up one was like, okay, well, Michael, tell me all about how it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Mike sends me this link. I saw the link and I didn't look at it initially because it, it was like meter.cloud or something, a meter cloud. And I was like, oh, it's a podcast or something. Uh, so, oh, yeah, it, it said meter cloud, you know, yeah. in the little... Uh, preview thing you know so I was like oh he sent me a podcast or something about the meter okay I'll look at it later then Mike calls the tell oh no that that shows you what's going on so I click on the link and um what I saw was everything that Mike just described so everything he set up and that he was able to view on his side I was able to kind of track along with his cook so I could see the 
uh, the target temperature. I could see the current temperature of uh, his beat. I could also see, also see the ambient temperature and uh, the time. Uh, that was the other thing that was fascinating because that updated a lot depending uh-huh. on what yeah. the temperature was. So, like, you know, uh, seeing the time and how long the estimated time to, to complete, to, well, to reaching the target temperature is. That's always a thing to remember. And that kept is, changing. Yeah, that, that time yep. kept changing. Uh, as the temperature uh, rose a little bit, like it would, because I think when I first saw it, it was like an hour and something. And then by the time I stopped looking, it was like 42 minutes. And that was just during the conversation that we had. I did share the right. link with Tia. And she was like, what is this? And I explained it to her. And she was like, oh, that is cool. I said, I know, right? Like, that is super cool. <laughs> like, no logins or anything. It just generates a random link. So that's kind of nice. Uh, gives you the ability to just jump on and watch your cook if you have to go away as well. And then more importantly, I think with this is when the cook is done, it tells you that the cook is finished and that this link is no longer valid. So it, it, auto, it, it auto expires the link for you. And then again, generates a brand new link if you want to do a new cook. Yeah, that that is super cool. Mike also discovered. Uh, so, what, well, one explain it to me again because I, I think I understand what you said to me, but also uh, tell everybody else who's listening because you ended up with the meter plus, which mm-hmm. is Bluetooth. Uh, but there's a little bit more to it than that, right? Yeah. So the meter plus will Bluetooth to its base station. So it has a little, uh, it's, it's a little case that the meter kind of slips into and that's how you charge it and it will Bluetooth to that base station. Then once it connects to that base station, that base station will connect to your phone. So if you have an iPad, for example, that stays at home all the time, then you can use that to get your information in the cloud. The biggest difference between the meter plus and the meter, the meter is only $69. The meter plus is 99 is the meter plus has that base station that will also allow you to, uh, extend the Bluetooth range by default. The meter for $69 will only give you the standard Bluetooth range of 33 feet. The meter plus has to have the base unit where it plugs into within 33 feet because it'll connect to that via Bluetooth and then retransmits, I think over Bluetooth, but it might be Wi-Fi. I'm not honestly 100% sure, but it retransmits the signal to a device. Um, And so it would retransmit it to my phone so I could be able to read the temperature there. Now, if I had an iPad uh, or another iPhone that I could just leave maybe next to my door, then I would never have to worry maybe? about it. What? what about a Pixel? Uh, probably. The The gotcha with the Pixel is there are a couple of unlabeled buttons. I'm, I'm sadly disappointed in that because the iOS experience is great. Not so much on the Android. Hmm. Which is... Surprising and not surprising at the same time. Yeah, it's like we've been here, but apparently we're still here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I felt when you said. It. I was like, I'm not really surprised, but it is a little disappointing because I thought we were further up that hill than apparently we are. Yeah, but that's the biggest difference. And then there's the meter block, which uh, is two twenty nine for two probes and two ninety nine for four probes. So in that instance, you are getting a better deal if you go with the four probes. The meter block, the block itself, plays the role of your dedicated phone. 
which means the meter block has both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi in it. So if your meter block has Wi-Fi signal, then you don't need another dedicated device to be able to get the information from the meter probes that connect to the block via Bluetooth to the meter cloud, which requires Wi-Fi. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, now, now that I've actually got my hands on it and been able to play with it, it makes a little bit more sense than it did when I first, I'm like, why wouldn't it, why, why wouldn't I just get the meter plus that, that makes more sense to me. But knowing this now, I might eventually upgrade to the meter block, but right now I want to use the meter more master the meter plus because you already have it. Yeah. And see one, one thing about the purchase that you made in getting the meter plus is I now understand uh, better where the drawbacks are as well as the positives. Uh, and, and you know that the fact that the base station itself for the meter plus can help extend your range a little bit, looking at my particular situation, like I can most certainly uh, get by with the meter plus and, you know, depending on how things flow, that may be what I pick up first anyway, but given the layout of everything for me, like the meter block would actually be a better purchase for me simply because like it's roughly about 30 feet from the grill to the door. Mm -hmm. So if I could put the base station for the plus, like right inside the door, that might get me something. <laughs> uh, but if I'm back here where I'm at right now, like I'm probably not getting nothing like yeah. with my yeah. phone. Like I'm, I'm not going to get anything. So uh, unless I had it and I don't have a dedicated, you know, device to just sit there and, and let it actually be a Wi-Fi beacon to pass that data on. Yeah. Uh, so ideally I would go for the meter block, but I feel more comfortable targeting that device now because it's not just oh well let me get the one that looks like it does all of the things i wanted to do it's like no now i actually have verifiable information that yeah this does make more sense for me as a purchase than the meter plus and something to be aware of with the meter plus and the meter block and this is a little disappointing but it is important to be aware of you cannot mix and match meter plus probes and meter block probes yeah, that does kind of, uh, that is a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But good to know before you go buy a meter Absolutely. plus thinking you can upgrade it to a meter block. Uh-huh. And that's the other reason that I would also target. Good good call out because uh, it is good to know. And that's also the reason that I would want to target going for the meter block is because I know I can't buy a plus and then be like, okay, well, now I got the block. So I just have an extra pro- probe. So now I have five. It's like, no, you don't. You got four. And then you got a meter plus that does his own thing. Now, now, that being said, however, you can label each of those probes during your cook. So if you're cooking multiple things and you do want to use the meter plus, like it's not, it's not, it's not a wasted product. It is a product that would work separately from the meter block though. Right. Right. Same app, same everything else, but yeah. So Getting cool. the block does not upgrade the meter plus's capabilities. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's that's so do you like, you know, if you if you start out with a plus, like if Mike goes and buys a meter block, you know, he can still use the plus, but the plus is still going to be what the plus is today. It's, it's not gonna it's magically limitations. start sending stuff to Wi Fi, yep. right? It's, it's still going to do what it does, but it'll still show up in the app when he's in range of it and he'll be able to label it as the, you know, uh 
meter plus or whatever so he knows that like that probe is sticking in that thing or whatnot so still works just it doesn't automatically gain magical abilities <laughs> uh, you know because you bought a block but we got anybody in, i should really be looking at club deck uh there's no one in clubhouse right now i don't think after all of that oh i know right that is the sad thing about it yeah all of this and no one's here and I club wonder- deck I don't understand the club thing about Clubhouse because I wonder if having it in our club that has no one in it limits who can actually see it. Huh. I don't I don't have an answer about that. I, I don't either because I haven't used uh-huh. it literally in over a year up until last week. So right. I really don't know. But yeah. yeah. So we don't have any follow-up we have a standing we have standing desk research have you done any research on any standing desk do you have any comments on that otherwise we'll just push it down because i do not i have not looked more into it aside from the one thing that i do have is if i if i do end up with a standing desk i may limit my options to upgrade this mixer (laughs) Mm. (laughs) hmm Yeah, no, I don't have anything about standard desk. I mean, my honest thoughts about upgrading the mixture, like I'm, I'm, I'm cool where I'm at. So I would say probably your feelings about the meter plus is where I'm at with the board. Right? Gotcha. I haven't hit the wall where it's like this literally does not work for me anymore. So I'm not in a rush to upgrade it. I mm-hmm. just know that that someday is going to happen. Yeah. Like it's it's way far down the list of other things that I need to you know, get before I even think about upgrading it. Gotcha. Because uh, it's working. Like it, it is. It's, it's it doing is. what I needed to do. Right? Yep. And it, I learned we, something different. We you know, have all the time. some gripes with it. Like there's some things I wish it would do better, but it works. It is reliable. Yeah. I, I think overall for the price, like it, it has been solid. Uh, yeah. You know, other than, you know, a couple of things here and there, but I, I feel like, I honestly feel like at this point, like I, I guess maybe I'm getting old, but any electronic device I feel like I purchase nowadays, like I end up having some sort of gripe about. Mm. It. Like I wish the Mac Mini was the actual, you know, the M. I, I wish they would have made the Mac Mini that they were still selling to have the Intel chip be this Mac Mini because it would have gave me more ports, right? Then I wouldn't have had to go spend like two hundred bucks on this freaking hub over here, right? Uh, wouldn't have had to do that, Apple, <laughs> but no. You know, this is what you forced me to do because I needed more more plugins for uh-huh. stuff, right? It's what I had to do. Uh, you know, I guess I could have bought a USB-C dock, but no, I couldn't have actually because I bought what I purchased uh, because it had four A ports and three C slash Thunderbolt ports, and I did need actually that many ports because yeah. right now I think I only have one of each free. A ports are 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 important, like... though i would like to see them go away because it would make things a lot smaller a lot of the peripherals i still use use a ports i have not did you ever find a usb b to usb c cable i I didn't i didn't look okay 
I just plugged the board directly into one of the A ports. It's on the uh, see. On the see, and I plugged the board directly into the dock, and now I just plug the dock into the back of whatever com- or the side of whatever computer I'm using. Which that right there is kind of nice. Yes, okay. I still have to swap things out, but I only have to swap the dock out. And if I had an SD card in there, that would be uh, that would swap over. If I had USB drives in there, that would swap over. So I, I really am am liking this dock for sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good setup. Like having mm-hmm. a dock is 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 awesome for a lot of reasons. I mean, it extends the ports that you don't have that you need, and you know, if you have multiple devices or even you know, I, I think I had my first dock when I had uh, the twenty thirteen MacBook Pro. Ah, uh-huh. I had the OWC Thunderbolt two dock because uh, Thunderbolt three didn't exist yet. Neither did USB C at the time. Uh Long time ago, kids. Ask your parents. <laughs> uh, but like one of the coolest things for me is like I could everything was plugged into the dock except for the power cord. Like it's the only thing that you know we didn't get back then because I still had to use uh, MagSafe. So mm-hmm. when I had to travel with my computer, I would just eject all the drives, and there was a nice little tool from OWC that would eject all your drives that were connected to the dock. So poof, everything is disconnected. Oh, that's nice. Pull one cord out. And I'm gone. Yep. When I came back home, I would put my laptop back on the desk, plug in that dock cable, everything popped back up. And I even had a, a keyboard maestro uh, macro that would look at what was connected. And if the dock was connected, it would route my voiceover in one way mm. through the, through the uh, little Yamaha board I had, uh, uh, USB interface I had. And if it wasn't connected, it would send it out of the speakers. Gotcha. So even That's kept me from cool. running into weird problems where I had to go fiddle around. I still uh, ended up having to do it because, you know, well, Apple and audio. I was going to say, maybe you need that keyboard maestro keystroke again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except that I think the board was actually connected. I really don't know what happened except that. So people who, who are very heavy users of FaceTime, I, I often forget this because I really don't use FaceTime all that mm-hmm. often on the Mac. But FaceTime tends to stomp on everybody else's audio. Yep. Like if you open FaceTime and start a FaceTime call, it stomps. I don't care what you it stomps on everybody else's audio. And I think maybe this time it just stomped just a little too hard. Like mm-hmm. it happens. Yep. Sure does. Because it didn't occur to me while I was panicking, like, oh crap, what the hell is going on? Did the board break? Whatever. It's like, you know, I heard Mike the whole time we were talking through the headphones on the board and he could hear me. So that means everything was working. He even except thought he had to shorten his headphone cable, but I'm yeah, like, 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 you like, can, even you that can hear me though. Oh, I was talking to Mike. <laughs> Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. This is all Apple being too aggressive with their app that nobody wants to use. Although, I will share with everybody that's listening a quick tip that I learned today. What, you can use FaceTime links? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Although, that may be a quick tip within itself. <laughs> like, hey, FaceTime links are a thing. So, you know, if you have people on Windows or Android devices that, uh, you know, you would like to join you in FaceTime, they can do so through the Chrome browser, I believe, or a Chromium-based browser. Chromium-based, because so it uses WebRTC. Uh, funny, right? You Well, I guess Apple would say, well, you don't have to use it through Safari anyway, because the app will be on a device that you're trying to talk to them. Uh-huh. On, so, you know, why would you need to do that? Well, you know, Apple... I don't know. What Apple also makes it very clear to you that those links are available. Uh-huh. So <laughs> what happened today is I said make a FaceTime audio call to someone. Siri interpreted this, uh, or at least came back to me with this response. 
I have created a FaceTime link. Would you like me to share it with the person's name? I was like, no, that's not even anything I said because I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> so there's the quick tip. If you want to send someone a FaceTime uh, link, uh, you can use Siri to do so. Apparently. Uh, do you know how? Do you just say make a FaceTime I, I, link? <laughs> I, would, I would assume you would say make a FaceTime link. Hold on. Send a FaceTime link to Michael Babcock. Sorry, I wasn't able to share that for you. Well, that's terrible. I wasn't trying to do it. It was like, I've made a FaceTime link. It's like, now I want to do Demasi, it. Demasi, that, like, that seems that. to be how Siri works. That's how general. Siri works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there is some methodology where you can get Siri to share a FaceTime link uh, yeah. for you. Uh, so, yeah. Play around with it if you're really interested in doing such a thing. Um I honestly think maybe that I have forgotten FaceTime links for a thing or two. It happened to me today. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are a thing. No, that is not what I was trying to do. This person has FaceTime. <laughs> Just call them, please. It's like, how goofy is that? Yeah, I'm going to send this person that's on an iPhone uh, a link. FaceTime link. Like, Through oh, join me. Join me in FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should post it through Slack or something. Uh, don't really make it weird. So, Mike, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about this week too is kind of going back to the basics on some things and the premise for me here is you have mentioned to me a couple of times uh in private or just you know in conversation i don't think it's a private thing that nobody should know because other people see you in these zoom meetings anyway but you have been going through uh different aspects of like looking at jaws from a beginner standpoint not that you don't know how to use jaws but to refresh yourself uh on what's out there as well as what's new, right? Because a lot mm-hmm. of things changed since, you know, we started, we, we, we get in our habits of doing things. Yep. And I have started taking this approach with a couple of things. Uh, the first thing that sparked it for me was um, I received an email from X to join a webinar where they're going to be talking X. Yeah, that is how you say it. I'm sorry. I, I hear gink so much. I was like, wait, that's not how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I should really go fix that pronunciation <laughs> because, man, I really got stuck. I was like, wait. No, that's yeah, not but, but if you fix the pronunciation, then you'll think something's wrong and you've misspelled something. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. Uh, Nginx, so, uh, Nginx 101. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this. Because, you know, when I started using Nginx, I basically kind of jumped into like, hey, this is live and I got to figure out how to work this. Uh, you had a problem it was my to introduction. Solve. Yep, I had a problem to solve, and I had to solve it like right then. I didn't have time to read the Hello World getting started documentation. Nope, never did it. Uh, got it working. Uh, fairly enough, Nginx is not super difficult, but there are a lot of aspects of Nginx that I do tend to somewhat, uh, I'm not going to say shy away from, but I don't explore them as, as in-depth as I probably could because I know I don't understand some of it. But the the basics of what I need to do, which is, you know, get a web server running, have it serve up the pages that it's supposed to serve up, have it prevent people from accessing things on the server that they're not supposed to access. Those things I have. So I feel like I'm good. The security's good. The HTTPS works and people typically get where they're trying to go. Sometimes they get where I didn't intend for them to go. Well, no, don't say it that way. Sometimes they continue to get somewhere and I don't even understand how I made that happen, but that's mm. a different story from a different time. I still don't know how that redirect works, man. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, but I decided to, to, to 
you know, grab this webinar. I knew I wasn't going to make the actual live webinar, but, you know, most people do replays. And I was like, well, I'll grab the replay, which I did. And I used Downey to download it. And then I threw it into Overcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will get to it. You should drop that in a shared folder or something because I want to give that a listen. Yep, I'll send it to you. Uh, but in the course of this, um, I got an email through LinkedIn, funnily enough. I really uh-huh. need to go fix my profile. Well, uh, not fix it, not fix it. I don't need to fix it. it. I need to update it. I need yeah. to bring it current because it is not current. That is the problem. One of the people from the parent company of Nginx, because Nginx is sort of in that weird space that WordPress is, right? It has a actual for-profit business that is there, but then there's also the open source version of the thing. So Nginx that I use is the open source version of Nginx. Uh I am blanking on the company's name right now. I want to say F5, but I feel like that's probably not exactly right. But anyway, the parent company that owns X and sells a service of X is called X. The service is called X Plus. So that is, that is what TechCrunch or, you know, someone of that ilk would You really should for. just go with your gut. It is F5? Yeah. Huh. Look at that. I remember that Facebook, well, Meta, excuse me, Meta um, has that F5 conference. On the 11th oh, of March, 2019, F5 acquired X for, are you ready, $675 million. Yeah, Small change. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. But the individual reached out and he said, I've been looking at your LinkedIn profile. I'm, I'm you know, somewhat I'm impressed with the work that you've been doing. Uh Probably got some Linda badges on there too from back in the day, but you know, uh, I was curious to, you know, I see that you signed up for this webinar or whatever. I wanted to know, um, are you looking at using Nginx for your business or for your customers or, you know, kind of where are you at with Nginx? Um, anybody who knows me knows that I have not replied to this person yet. Uh, I, I will. I absolutely am because one, it, it was a very nice note that he sent me. And I do want to tell them where I'm at with Nginx, which is what I just told everyone who was listening to the episode. I jumped in feet first, man. I had to learn how to swim. They threw me in the deep end and I had to make it work. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. So I feel like I need to go back to the basics and work my way up with the knowledge that I have. I don't really have any bad habits to unlearn because I haven't learned any bad habits honestly everything i'm doing follows right. like documentation and, and best practices so there's not any like hackery that i've done it's just like no i learned enough to accomplish what i needed to accomplish or what i wanted to accomplish because needing to accomplish one thing is getting the pages served also i wanted to make sure that you know people couldn't try to do that whole you know bedrockinnovations.com slash dot dot slash dot dot some configuration uh, model they yes, shouldn't be able yes. to see right like because honestly that should never happen to anybody but it's a thing that still happens yes. mm, allegedly somebody i know did this not too long ago uh just to see if it would work and they, they were you know somewhere horrified that it actually showed a file that shouldn't have been revealed so yeah there's that <laughs> right um and going back to the basics gives you a a thing so you you know the basics but it'll give you a foundation it'll give you a bedrock to build your knowledge <laughs> on 
You've been talking that doesn't right to me. <laughs> nope, not about that. But no, nope. <laughs> no. Nope, but it, but it, it it will give you that that foundation to be able to build things on and and to expand your knowledge and not get bored with it because you do understand some of the concepts that they're trying to explain to you. I think. Yeah, and and that's the that's kind of the purpose uh, is to you know just one further solidify the foundational knowledge that I have and then just continue building up on it so that I become a better Nginx, I don't know, engineer? That doesn't really fit, but you know, better Nginx administrator, what, yeah, whatever you, you would call a person that does it, right? You know, just become better at using the tool because it is a great web server and it's, it's, it's very flexible uh, in a lot of ways. Really, he just wants to know how his redirects are working. <laughs> no, I'm giving up on that because that that site has gone from an Nginx server back to Apache. So I really don't. I don't. I don't. I'm just done. And you know the plugin that should be doing something it says there's no redirects in there. So I have no idea what I did. Ooh, maybe I hacked word for it, no, because then you wouldn't be getting updates. I don't know what Is I it did. A dot H access. Nope, <sighs> because it was working when it was still on 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 a. Uh, on a Linode server or DigitalOcean server uh, with Nginx. And I really honestly thought that I had written that rule in Nginx because I don't really have a problem doing Nginx redirects. Those are actually kind of easy. Hell of a lot easier than HT, than Apache to me. And, and the weird thing is, is, is it, well, you don't know that it's weird, but if you put in the four characters after .com, it redirects to the expanded title of the post. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to do. I yeah. remember making the rule. Uh, here's the funny thing. I honestly, truly remember making the rule uh-huh. because it was one of the first times that I wrote a regular expression that was not something just for me to try to figure something. I was like, no, I need to make sure this works because I had to write a regular expression. Someone is going to enter something that looks like that matches this basic pattern. What they should get is something that matches this pattern. Right. So it worked. The the the, the regular expression that I created absolutely worked i wish i could remember what application i used to test it or what website i may have used regex101.com possibly uh but i did use something to test it to see if it would match right so i typed in a bunch of things to see if it, so i did some testing on it before i actually deployed it but i remember making the regular expression like i remember thinking like hey this is a time for me to actually use regular expressions <laughs> because this is what they're for well we will see what happens when we move it to an nginx server again uh-huh yeah, yeah. i'm terrified <laughs> man. the whole fucking the whole thing is gonna follow yeah but we'll fix it uh but yeah i remember writing a regular expression i honestly think that there is so here's what i think happened uh-huh so we have talked about this before so i will make sure i will update anybody that is new to the show what we are actually referring to is the fact that you can go to your own pay.com slash dm episode number and it will redirect you uh, seamlessly. There's no weird looping or anything like that. Seamlessly redirect you to the appropriate episode. So, for example, when you go to youronpay.com slash DM93, you will ultimately end up at youronpay.com slash DM slash nope. whatever we titled nope. this episode. Nope. That's nope. not right. No. Nope. So, DM90, we'll use 92, for example. If you go to youronpay.com forward slash DM92, you're redirected to youronpay.com forward slash DM92 hyphen something hyphen pineapple hyphen tweets. Ah, 
Ah, okay. So oh, empty oh. hyphen empty hyphen pineapple hyphen tweets. And and it gets that URL because From I the named title. the episode DM ninety two. Yeah, that was the one thing that I told you to do is like always make sure you put DM in the number before the title yep. so that this whatever I did will work. Uh the regular expression will actually match. Yeah. Uh so it's not really a complicated regular somebody was probably listening like, Oh man, he wrote a regular expression that took you know, DM93 <laughs> and then converted it to the title. It was like, no, that's actually not what I did. <laughs> no, like, no. Look, these things are going to be here. DM93 is going to be there. You it's going to be the first four the characters of the yep. title at every time. Every time. So, that is so, essentially how that so now everyone knows the secret. The real reason why we're putting at 100 <laughs> is because it's only the first four characters. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. That's why it's over. Because as soon as we hit 100, the whole thing is just going to explode. <laughs> we don't We don't know. It's it's like the Y2K thing. We don't know yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man, no. It's even worse, right? Because we had time to plan for this and try to deal with it. But we're just like Microsoft with their uh, exchange thing that, like, it's, you know, when it flipped over to 2022, it was like, oh, no, this doesn't work anymore. Like, this is not a real date. A <laughs> hundred episodes? This is not a real number. You get out of here. Yeah, yeah. That's why our DM specials don't have numbers. We want to give ourselves a little more wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, man. That's exactly why. We planned the whole thing out this way, except for me actually doing the work to make sure that we could go past 101. So, yeah, there we go. Now you really know all the secrets. You know that Damasi wrote some weird rule redirection that uh, doesn't work. I was going to tell Mike what I think happened. So, what I think happened is that I use that that simple redirections plugin because it is nice. It, it uh-huh. does very simple redirections, and it also allows you to use regular expressions if you check a box. I believe I used that plugin. I believe somewhere in a migration that rule got deleted from like the interface, but it's still in the database. Ah, that would make sense. It's about the only thing that does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, hey. It's nice when you build something for a purpose and it continues to work. Even yes. when you, yourself, the creator of the thing that you made, ceases to understand how it works. See, this is how robots take over the world. It's like, hey, these robots are still doing everything we wanted them to do. It's like, yeah, but we have no idea how to control them now. Yeah, because we don't it's know why they're man. doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> then it's all over at that point. It's all over, man. It's all over. Because now the robots have taken over. Uh, well, good. Yeah, I'm glad that, to know that you're going to go and get some basic Nginx training or, or at least go through that webinar because it'll it'll help you, as I said, expand the knowledge that you have now and possibly figure out where you want to go next with your Nginx adventures. Because as we all know, these web things, they're, they're good to learn, but you never stop learning them. You, you have to stay current. But yeah, I'm also adopting that with, um, with JavaScript. Like I... I <sighs> So I have I have I've made a very very tough decision. I really wanted to focus on PHP. I you haven't did. taken the time. I will yep. get back to it, but I'm going to JavaScript first for several reasons. So number one, everybody is doing automation stuff on Apple's platforms, as well as the usefulness of JavaScript in WordPress and and you know hooking things together and making things happen. It is a useful language to learn. I really honestly don't like it. It sounds weird. At least to me, it seems weird to say I don't care for a language when I'm not 
what I would consider to be like a seasoned programmer. So like, oh, I have experience with several different languages and I know that I like this sort of thing. And that sort of thing right there just makes me angry or makes me grumpy. I don't like it. <laughs> All of these brackets and such. You know, I don't have that type of lingo to say. I look at PHP and it makes a little bit more sense. I can look at um, some Ruby code and like it kind of makes sense. I don't want to write Ruby at all. Right. Completely bypassing the whole thing. I look at JavaScript and I'm like, I sometimes understand what's going on, but why did you have to be so verbose to make your point? (laughs) Uh, But I'm going to work on JavaScript and I'm going to start from scratch. I'm not going to jump into the middle of a thing. I'm not going to just start figuring out how to automate audio hijack (laughs) by hacking at other people's scripts. Nope. I'm going to start from the basics and work my way up. And then from there, I will leverage that into going into PHP. So if anybody out there is uh, on their way or on that journey or thinking about making that journey with JavaScript, you know, reach out to me on Twitter. Oh, that's the news. That's the thing I was going to forget for the whole episode if I hadn't got right there. So, uh, yeah, reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, you can tweet at the show. That way you make sure Michael sees it and he'll guarantee you uh, that, I, that I get your notification. But I did set my – well, I put all the pieces back on my phone, all the apps back on my phone that will actually allow me to get notified when someone mentions me. Hence the reason I retweeted the show's tweet today. Didn't even see you retweeted the show's tweet I today, know. but but <laughs> I did hear you mentioning, and I'm like, oh, he must have did something because he saw what I put in the tweet today. By the way, I learned something today. You can schedule tweets, and I never looked to see if that tweet actually went out, so I'm going to go look while Demasi is still talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we think you can schedule tweets. Why will uh, I'll confirm that in a moment? In a second. Yeah, we'll have some real time follow up. Hey, real time follow up in a second. See, we are getting professional. Uh, freaking out fucking broad man what the hell uh, uh, so yeah tweet at me you know I'm at Demasi on Twitter you'll get all that information again at the end of the show but absolutely if you are on this journey uh, starting to learn JavaScript or it didn't uh, work they didn't send it it didn't you bastard anyway you lied to us yes Twitter Twitter, you and I are going to break up for multiple reasons. This is just apparently somewhere wrong in Club Deck too. So what's, what? What are they talking about? Okay, hold on. Control P. Oh, we have someone here, and we have somebody here. Hold on. Trey, Trey Bradley. Bradley. Hey, what's happening, you. Trey? Thank you for joining, yeah. hanging out. Uh, you know they don't play any sounds when people pop yeah. in. That would actually be handy. Uh. Thanks for, for hanging out with us, Trey, for however long you've been here, whether it's been five <laughs> seconds or five minutes or, or you know, five hours, because right. I feel like this show has been going on forever. Uh, thank you for being here either way. Uh, we were not ignoring you. It's just that I didn't know you were here until uh, just now. Um, what was I saying? No. Oh, so, yeah, if you're on that journey to learning JavaScript or you have started the journey already, and especially like if you know some JavaScript and you're like steps, miles ahead of where I am right now, you just want to mentor somebody because you've got some extra time on your hands or you just want to, you know, I don't know, be a nice person. Uh, reach out uh, for sure. Either way, like if you have tips, advice, look, don't tell me to go take this course. Don't tell me to do it this way. Don't, you know, like I don't, I don't need that. Like if you're interested in us working together to practice and bounce ideas off of and be motivation for each other, reach out. If you are 
far ahead of where I am about to start at and you know some of the foibles that I may run into or you just want to provide some type of mentorship to a person the same way that I reach out and help people with loop back and audio hijacking. WordPress. Right? If you just want to, you know, do a solid for somebody that is trying to learn something, uh, absolutely reach out. Like I'm, I'm completely serious about that. Uh, don't try to sell me your course. I don't want that. There's <laughs> plenty of crap out here, man. I'm sorry. Like I'm, look, I'm not saying that you don't deserve to sell your course. It's not what I'm trying to say. But I've already invested a lot of money in a lot of courses, uh, a lot of books, rather. Yeah. Uh, including the O'Reilly. Uh, what is that one? I, I forget the name of it, but you know, everybody knows that book because they have it for all of the uh-huh. languages. That O'Reilly book. Uh, Andrew got a, it wasn't O'Reilly's, it was a Four Dummies book. And I forget what he was learning in it. And he, oh, Machine <laughs> Learning for Dummies. So those four, I don't know how they are today, but I learned uh-huh. Windows PowerShell and stuff on XP with starting with the Windows for Dummies. Uh, that, Windows that's XP what I told him. I said, book. the four dummies, well, they, he, he was impressed with how uh, basic it starts and then that it goes to advance. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what they do. They take a newbie from knowing nothing to being comfortable with what you're trying to learn from them. Yeah, that that is a good series of books. By the time you get through one of their books, if you have to pick, if you happen to pick up one for a specific topic, you will know by the time you're done whether or not that is a thing that you are more interested in. Yeah, and you will have enough knowledge to pursue that. Because I used to do some, um, make some things happen with XP. Then Vista came along. Yeah. No, I just started really looking very hard at the Mac. It was like, oh man, Vista. And the Jeez. Mac gives you some amazing audio capabilities. The Mac. So I'm going to tell you something I told somebody today. And I've said this on the show before, too. Uh, if someone forced, if for whatever reason, like, you know, weirdness aside, like whatever reason, I had to make a decision to give up an Apple device. In my, or I can only keep one Apple device that I currently own. I would keep my Mac. I'm fine going to Android. I'm fine not having a watch. I would not be fine not having a Mac. There's the audio stuff that that is big, and I I am serious. Like if Rogue Amoeba did, if Rogue Amoeba's tools did stop working on the Mac, I would leave. Like that 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 would be enough of a okay, Apple, you have gone too far with what you have. Uh, you know the Import. oppression of the third party developers that you yeah. have. You know continue to enforce. Now you have run Rogue Amoeba off the platform. Nope, I'm done. That's it all over done throwing my iphone i don't know if you listen to the smr episode with uh uh chris ashley and rob dunwood and rod simmons but there was an episode where and it was kind of really in my early right around the early time that i started listening because i only recently started listening to that show like end of last year yep but rod uh it was the one without the deep voice for anybody who was new to that show. Uh, Rod was super upset about Apple because I think his phone, he cracked the phone. One of his kids cracked the phone. I can't remember what happened, but they didn't want to service his phone for some reason. Like it was one of those weird Apple stores. You hear like they go to right. an Apple store and Apple's like, oh no, well we can't fix that. Or, you know, yada, 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 blah, 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 you know, bull crap. Right. And it just hit the hot button for this dude. Like I could tell he was pissed listening to the show and it had happened like a couple of days before that. So I could only imagine. I, the only thing I really thought about is like, hmm, 
So what Christian, what Chris and Rob are getting right now is what Mike would have gotten if that had <laughs> happened to me because I would have called. Can you believe what these beepity beep 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 <laughs> had the nerve to tell you? Know what? I just went and bought a Pixel Six. I'm done. It's over. Screw Apple. I'm out of here. Except I still got my Mac because well, you know. <laughs> uh, but the Mac is amazing. I think one of the reasons I'm more comfortable on Mac OS is one Windows did start getting weird uh, for yeah. me a little bit, but also I spend a large amount of my time in in the terminal because mm-hmm. I still remember DOS. Like I learned computers on DOS. Like I learned how to manipulate and make a computer do stuff on DOS. Like you know, for anybody that that used DOS back in those days and was on systems where you had to write. You know, in order to really instruct the computer or begin to, to to get to that beginning step of instructing a computer to do something, you had to know what an exec dot bat file was. Mm. You don't know anything about a dot bat file, like you don't know what I'm talking about. Then it doesn't matter. But if you do know what I'm talking about, like that's where I started at. Like that's how I first started manipulating things on a computer, because that was around the time, at least for me. I don't know how this was for anybody else, but for me, outside of the Apple IIe maybe that had a little speech access on it back in like 85, 86 that I got to use in the computer lab sparingly to play a number game. Uh, the DOS days was the first time that I actually had access to a computer that had reasonable text-to-speech because it was just reading what was showing up right. in a terminal window and then you would open up, you know, the text editor. Uh, and this is when you had to type commands like, you know... Uh, can't remember it now, but you had the type of command to open up Word Perfect. Like anybody remembers Word Perfect. Uh, you ran Word Perfect on the command line. You opened it up from the <laughs> command line, and then there was an the editor, and you had to press F10 to save. Like, yeah. That's where I got started at. So I think that is another reason that the Mac feels extremely comfortable, more comfortable. Like the Mac just feels more comfortable. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of other reasons I prefer it over Windows, but honestly, when it comes down to it, it's like it just feels more comfortable. The more I've been using it, the more comfortable I'm getting with it. I think for me, a lot of the things is Apple, and, and I get why they do this, but for a longtime screen reader user, Apple makes voiceover way too verbose by default, and that drives me crazy. Mm. Mm. I don't, I, I honestly don't remember. I would be you know fascinated to hear somebody's take on how, like, was it always that way, or is that something that has slowly been increasing mm. over the years? Because when I first started using the Mac, like, the first Mac I ever used that had voiceover on it, uh, a friend of mine just signed me into her, like, she, you know, let me sign it to her account. Like, I didn't have an account on her computer because it was her right. computer. So, whatever her verbosity settings were was what I got. Yeah. Uh, so, there was not a whole lot of... You know, this and you know, the 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 defaults that you get now, like that's one of the first things I turn off is like all the extra verbosity. Like I immediately go in and turn it to like, I don't know, uh low I or used something. To do it. <laughs> yeah, I used to do like whatever the so I used to do whatever the lowest setting was. And as the web has changed over the past almost ten years now. That's fun on the Mac almost ten years. Uh but as the web has changed over over 10 years, I, I think I ramped it back up to kind of like that middle tier. And then I would kind of individually tweak settings as I yeah. went along. Because yeah. sometimes I'm not certain that that thing is a pop-up button or a menu or, or a drop-down or whatever it could be without voiceover saying, you know, menu button. It's like, oh, okay, 
Now I know how to deal with this. Right. Where it says menu edit box, and it's like, oh, this is one of those weird ones. Is, are the arrows going to work today? No. Okay, <laughs> nope, they're going to open mouse the password. <laughs> no. Okay, let's try interacting and see if there's a little thing button hidden over here inside of the edit field that I got. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay. So I have started, I, I started that a couple of years ago, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like I tweak certain things down to their absolute minimums, and then there's some things that, yeah, it's helpful for me to know how voiceover views this element so then i know how i possibly should have to interact with it on a website uh, but for what i'm doing i don't need to know the intro of a region or when i'm leaving a region nah i don't I, need all so that i turn either. that stuff off because it yeah, makes absolutely. my browsing experience a lot easier yeah because it's just chatter right like yeah. it's chatter and and you know there are times where the more information the only times that well i can't say the only times there are times when more information is extremely useful when you're reading a contract when someone sit down and someone sits down and reads you something you say hey can you read this to me and they say sure that's when i want you to be as verbose as possible <laughs> read every freaking and or comma put the semicolons in just so i make sure i get the full context of it Right, don't skim read me. But yeah, when I'm navigating around the web, I don't need to know that there's a region right there. I'm not navigating by regions. It's not even how I get around the web. Like I search, and I'm I'm a little lazy, honestly. I know how a lot of this works, but I am a little lazy. Like I use headings, I search for things that I know should be there, or I use what used to work on the web probably 20 years ago <laughs> with Jaws. When all you could do is like navigate by heading, or jump by form element like a button mm -hmm. or a radio button or look for an edit field like depending on what I'm trying to do so I don't need regions I don't really care about I've been that. using item chooser a lot more especially inside I of I noticed that. you helped me find my way back into the clubhouse room because of the item chooser because you know it kind of used to suck yeah it's it's not bad now it it, it works at least it seems to be yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten better. I, I think in a lot of cases, I just had it fail where like the application I was trying to use and then didn't, you know, display itself uh, properly to voiceover mm -hmm. in order for it to be usable. So therefore, I would stop using it because it's kind of like Siri, right? Like, you know, you try something a couple of times and it doesn't work and you're like, okay, well, screw that. And then you never try it again. And then one day you look up and she's like, I can make a FaceTime link for you. And you're like, what? <laughs> What are FaceTime links? I didn't know those. Were th oh, yeah, I remember. That, that. is a we, thing. We tried those out in beta and then never touched them again. Uh-huh. That's about how that worked. <laughs> I wonder if anybody remembers it. <laughs> well, if they open FaceTime, they're they're told pretty damn quickly. Oh, yeah, 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 That that is true. I, I do. That's the funny thing when I think about it. Like, I did open FaceTime sometime this month, and I did see it, but I don't see it. It's like you see it, but you don't see it. Like, it's there, but you don't really focus on it. Uh, it's like the little things when you're reading a blog post, and, like, there's, like, that little ad frame section, but your screen readers just kind of skip past it because it's, uh -huh. it's a banner thing. Like, I just don't notice it. Like, I, don't, yeah. I just keep going. Like, I don't worry about it. It's the popovers that kill me, man. I'm like, geez, can you stop with the slideovers? And sometimes escape works to close them. Sometimes you have to find the okay. times button or the close button. Or the or, close button or yep. just a button and then yeah. hope that it doesn't get you into something that you didn't want to get in because there's no <laughs> labels on it. It's like, man, you know what? I'm just going to close your page. You know? What? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go to a different web page that will solve the problem that I'm having. Yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm done. It's the same thing with, like, you're reading an article. And like you get the title, you get the person who wrote it, you get the little quick, you know, blurb that probably shows up as a snippet and, and, and search results. 
And then they're like, share this. And I'm like, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Yeah, let me read it before I decide Can to I share read it. Read it and then you put the share links at the end. I'm like, oh, that was a great story. I should share this on Twitter. It's like, no. You're at the top with this. So it's like, share this. It's like, I haven't read it. Then I read it. Well, I'm not going back up there to share it. I'm done now. Yeah. See? You missed out on your opportunity to probably get me to share something because, you know, had it been at the bottom, I probably would have been like, oh, share this. Sure. Let me as grab this link at email. As long as it was a valuable article. Hmm? As long as it was a valuable or entertaining article. Yeah, I mean, but uh, the thing that happens is like, I'm, I'm, especially on mobile, like I'm, I'm highly unlikely to go, well, no, I'll take that back, on desktop. Uh, I guess really, if I really want to share something, I just go copy the link. Uh, yep, and, and, I, and do something. I've done that. What, but I would probably be more apt to share like, oh, this is a good article, or this is a good point of view, or, or just, you know, oh, this is news that, you know, maybe everybody hasn't heard yet, so, you know, I would share this. But, you know, clicking on a link to go to Twitter and then posting it would be quicker. And I'm not going to go through the process of like, oh, I got to go find my Twitter app and then open it and then create a new tweet. No, but I would have clicked the link had it been at the end of your excellent article. Because I'm not going to go back to the top of your excellent article. Because I'm not going back up to the top to find it, especially trying to navigate through all those ads and your stupid slide over to try to get me on your newsletter before I can even finish that, that That drives me crazy. I'm reading an article, I get halfway done, and all of a sudden the slide over comes over and goes, you're enjoying this article? You should join my newsletter. No, thank you. I thank haven't you. finished this. You could, The next paragraph could be something that's like, you know what, I'm never coming back to your site yeah. again. No, let me get through some content for you do. From a marketer's point of view, I get what they're trying to do to increase their their screen or their screen reader users to <laughs> that, that would actually have the opposite effect. But to increase their mailing list subscribers, okay, that's cool. But find an alternative or more creative way to do that. Like maybe at the bottom, hey, did you enjoy this? Why don't you sign up for my for our newsletter or something like that? Hence the reason why at your own pay the subscribe option is at the bottom of all the articles exactly because you have now consumed some content and maybe you would like to get the rest of it i have seen this done in several different ways most of them very badly and like you i do understand i know some people probably some people will probably say demasi doesn't care anything about marketing Hmm. Hmm. but i do understand the principles behind it he he cares about marketing for his business. <laughs> yeah, that's debatable. Uh, see, I got this whole well, I can't tell people my strategy because then everybody else will try to do the same thing. It won't work. Yeah, and there's some listeners that'll try to steal your strategy. I shall reveal my strategy in about six months, though. There we go. Whether it failed or did not fail, whether it, whether it was successful or it failed, I will reveal my strategy. Uh, but here's a hint, though. Uh, just think lazy and then figure out where you go from there. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's got to get done, but what's the minimum amount of effort I got to put into it? Think about it. You'll probably come up with it. But no, what I was, where I was going with that is I, I do understand, you know, like you said, you know, the little slide over, like they're trying to com- increase their uh, their signups for their, their list so they can get you into their funnel and then do that whole thing. It's like, I don't really understand why they call it a funnel, though, because I don't want to go into a funnel. I'm sorry. It's very small down there. Uh, I would rather, you know, how about get me into a pool? That sounds a little bit better. Or hmm. get me on your beach, you know, maybe that's a little <laughs> different. But, you know, whatever. Do do what you want to do. Put people in a funnel. Okay, cool. Uh, I think whirlpool, I'm like, no, nah, I don't like that. But the point that I was making is I've seen people do this well, and I've seen people do it badly. I feel when it comes to trying to improve, 
increased conversions of any sort, uh, you should always, first of all, think about the experience that the person that you're trying to target is going to have. I feel like ads that are, you know, let's take advertising, like, you know, ads. If I go to Amazon.com and they show me an ad for something I bought three months ago, Amazon, I shouldn't need to buy it again. So either you're giving me a hint, either you really don't understand me, so your ads are irrelevant to me, or you know that the thing I bought is a piece of fucking crap and then I need to replace it. Either one of those things is not good, though. Right. Hey, we should put an explicit tag or something on the clubhouse. We've been doing good about it, but I just realized I just cursed. Should put like a maybe. A, a, maybe I'll put like an explicit warning on the next one. Yeah. Potential maybe. for explicit content. Yeah, the potential is because we've actually not really been using a lot of bad words, even before we started streaming the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It I used blame to be Jeff. Bad. <laughs> I blame Jeff. There we go. It's all your fault, Jeff. Yeah, it is Jeff's fault. Uh, <laughs> saw those Desiree's comment. It was funny. Guys, guys do drop a lot of F-bombs, though. It's like, mm, not as much lately. <laughs> Completely different show. Uh, a whole lot more professional until this week. Then everything just went off the rails. Uh, but, you know, like advertising, if you're trying to sell, you know, telescopes, I'm, I'm going to use Bart Bouchard's example. If you're trying to sell telescopes, good idea to advertise those telescopes on a website that is talking about astrology, right? Right. Because you're, you know, now you know the person here is interested in looking at the stars possibly. Not such a good idea to market it to a person who is reading a blog post <laughs> about Engine X. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. At least right now, I don't. Right? So, I feel the same way with these little slide over things. I think they're horrible. I think they're horrible experiences for screen reader users. I think they're horrible experiences for people who have low vision. I think they're horrible experiences just in general. In general, yeah. Because... Who knows how that affects a person and their focus and, and, and what they see and, and, and what it triggers. And I'm like, I just think it's a horrible experience. Now, what I have seen, and I can appreciate this when it happens, because usually it's a longer form article. There's a lot of information. And right before they get to the punchline of the story, it's like, hey, are you enjoying this? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen that. Lose that. And, but it's, and it's not a slide over, it's content. not a no, link. It's, it's just embedded it's just, in the content. Yeah, the, the edit field is right there, so you can make that subscription if you want. Now, I've never opted into one of those things because my email address is enough out there as it is. and man, People don't really know how to behave when they get your email address. I'm of the least, less is more principle is where I come from. I don't have to spam you. I don't have to send something to you every day. Uh, you opted in, and if you don't remember who I am when I send you an email, and then it wasn't going to work out anyway. I have seen one person who's done the daily email thing the right way, and he tells stories, and people like stories, versus always selling stuff. But it all comes down to how you treat that relationship with the people who are on your list. Right, right. I don't know, I agree. Like there, there, there are ways to do daily or weekly or whatever. Like there's days to send. There's there are ways. Excuse me. There are ways to send frequent emails, mm-hmm. uh, even daily, and do it well. I'm not interested in doing any of that. But <laughs> there are ways work. to absolutely do it and make it work. Right. Yeah. It's like there are ways to insert a a a opt in form somewhere. Uh, that's kind of embedded in your content or the way that you see. Uh, 
Like one thing that I liked about uh, a lot of websites, uh, Daring Fireball is one of these. I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head, and I can't because a lot of them have kind of gone away now. Uh, cause they either got bought or a person went out of business. But the places that have sponsored posts, uh, Mac Stories does this. Uh, where like the the post itself, like the whole post is 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 effectively the advertisement, right? But they tell you before you start reading, hey, this is yeah. a sponsored post. A sponsor, you know, this week's sponsor is such and such, and here's a post about their stuff, or here's a guest post from them about their stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that a whole lot better than ads all over the place, right? I feel like because you are in control of, of whether or not, one, whether or not you even want to see that. It's like, you know, I'm not really interested in in, in uh, MDM software for, for, you know, Apple products. So you know, I can bypass this one. That's not for me. But good targeting because I am on a site that talks about a whole bunch of Apple crap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right audience, just I'm not the right person, right? So you know, no money's wasted and it's not constantly bombarding me taking over my screen and then i can't get rid of it type of thing same with the email things now the last now, thing I'll, oh go ahead i was gonna say i'm curious if and maybe just for the sake of the show for future follow-up the next time i encounter one of these if i remember i will opt in to find out but i'm curious if the ones that have it like kind of embedded in the content like at a, at a very strategic point too it's kind of like you know you get the cliffhanger on tv and uh-huh. then they go to commercial it's like hey You've been reading this for a while. It's like that. It's like, oh man, that's good. That's good. You know? But no, I really want to know what happens. So no, get out of my way. Uh, fast forward through the commercials. I'm curious though, if I were to opt in right there and hit submit, are they handling that and with like an AJAX call or something? So that like it, it, it essentially big. submits the form, but leaves me where I am. Or if it has to do a page reload, it puts me back where I was so I don't have to start over from the beginning. Or does it kick me off to a page that says, thank you for subscribing? And it's like, what happened, though? The guy was right there, and he had the mask halfway on, and the car was hanging off the cliff, and the baby had the iPhone. What is going to happen? And it's like, I have no idea, and I can't even find that page again now because you kicked me off of your website to get on your email list. That's funny because I was going to say, uh, what I was going to say there is now, if you put on your submit button, this will not reload the page. Chances are I'm more likely to opt in because I'm always afraid that if I sign or if I put my email address and my name into one of those fields, then I'm going to lose where I was in that article. And then I'm not going to want to go back and reread that article. Or you won't be able to find it. Then you're going to yep. be bugged all the rest of the day. Like, man, I wonder what that baby was going to do with that iPhone and that mixer. What type of articles are you reading? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just made up some. Oh, there's the show title. But now What's you that want baby to doing know. with the mixer? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good title. But I bet now you want to know what the baby was doing with the iPhone and the mixer, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And look, it wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a Yamaha board. It was a Ninja Foodie mixer. So, oh, I thought audio mixer. That's uh-huh, where my mind no, went. See, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it really gets interesting, huh? Though the yeah, baby, it's yeah. a baby with an iPhone and a, and a kitchen mixer. Ah. Yeah, what is really happening? <laughs> I want to know, and I'm the one who made up. The- <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Huh? Desiree, write a story. Make it happen. There you I wanna, go. I want to know what this baby does with this mixer, and why is the guy hanging out with half a mask on? I have one last thing that I want to bring up that will literally take about 30 seconds. And that is over the last 
two weeks, I've consumed more Netflix content than is probably healthy for anyone. Uh, I, I watched all five seasons of Better Call Saul and then am almost done with the fifth season of Breaking Bad. And they kind of sucked me in. But one of the things that has drove me crazy the entire time, and usually I don't think about this, but I think it's because I'm using AirPods and I'm actually paying attention. And it's, it's a thing that I don't think a lot of people would pay attention to. Every time they get into a car or close a car door or knock on a door at someone's house, the sounds sound the same. So if he goes over to someone's house and he knocks on their door, the sound of his door sounds almost identical to his friend's door that he goes and knocks on the door of. And and it's a little thing, but every time I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like all of these cars sound like when you close the door, they're Everybody's cheap little cars. Everybody's car door sounds like it's a Mercedes door, right? It's like no, no, like no. Damn. It sounds like a Honda. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's Breaking Bad. Like, I mean, I never watched Breaking Bad, but I mean, yeah, maybe but everybody's the actually driving home. The Mercedes in there even sounds the same as the cheaper, more broken down car. So, oh, see, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's as I said, a little thing, but it's one of those things that I think is overlooked often because they have the sound of the car door closing. So why not just use this for all the other car doors? And they don't all sound the same. Yeah. It's sometimes the little things. Uh, It is why I have become, well, not become, but why I tend to be a bigger fan of audio books over movie adaptations of a book that I have read. Uh, because there's a lot of little things that they miss in the movie. Mm-hmm. I know you can't turn, like, it's not going to be a one-to-one thing, but again, yeah. I'm going to say this. I, 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 I won't say it again. I, I'll try not to say it again. So, Harry Potter, the sixth book in the Harry Potter series. Now, mind you, I am a latecomer to the Harry Potter series. I just started listening to Harry Potter until my daughter was born. Uh, and mm-hmm. Their mom was listening to Harry Potter, so that's how I ended up listening to Harry Potter, because I'd be up holding the baby at night. We listen to Harry Potter. All right, Harry Potter. All right. Never had watched the movies. Never had read the books until my daughter was born. And when they started getting older, we wanted to watch the movies. So we watched the movies, because Tia had the movies. For some reason, we ended up, I didn't really care for book one, uh, movie one. So she said, you should really look at, uh, which is one of my favorite books in the series, uh, out of all of uh, book six. Uh, something about a phoenix. I can't remember the name. Of it. Order of the Phoenix. There you go. I knew Mike would know what it was. Is that book six or is that book no? Six? No, no, no. That's five right there. Yeah, yeah. That's book five. Half Blood Prince. There you go. That's it. That is it. Yep. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll try that one. That's one of my favorite books anyway you know, in the series because it, 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 a lot of stuff happens. There, there's action. <laughs> there, there's some action. There, there's some serious like the. You think it's, well, book four got pretty real, too. Yeah. Uh, book six is like when it really gets real, real. It's like book five is like, man, you could have just smacked that chick in the head or something. Like, and just been done with that crap. Like, who's going to put up with this? Book six, oh, man, it gets back real again. It's like, man, life life is real, man. You're growing up. <sighs> I didn't make it 15 minutes into the movie. And I'm going to tell you why. Man, we're supposed to be wrapping up. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> But I will tell you why. And it comes back to like the little things, though. Like it comes back to a thing that most people probably didn't think about, didn't pay any attention to. I also caught the fact that in audiobooks, uh, 
for like, I don't know, the first handful of books, Jenny's eyes were green, and then all of a sudden mm. they became brown. Mm. Uh, Tia had listened to them or read them, I don't know how many times, and she never caught that. Uh, but anyway, the beginning of the movie for Half-Blood Prince, until Mike's really been in a Harry Potter, man, he knew it. <laughs> Funny thing is, I haven't read them or seen the movies in years now. <laughs> uh, Pro- probably since you started reading them. <laughs> man, look, I'm just glad I don't have to read them anymore right now. Because at one point in time, it's like every night it was a Harry Potter story. Just for years on end, like every night it was a Harry Potter story. Uh, beginning of book, beginning of the sixth movie mm-hmm. uh, for the books. They show a nice scene that makes sense to me as a scene to show, right? Because there, there's a reference made in the book where when when the when the uh, the prime minister of, of of the UK is talking to the minister of magic or the former minister of magic at that point, I think I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he references, you know, the bridge collapsing and all of that stuff that was happening, right? Like all these things that were going on, right? So they show an actual bridge collapsing and cars falling all off at the very beginning. Like, okay, that's cool. That is one of those things where I feel like a movie makes sense to insert that into the movie because it was referenced in the book and it also gives more context because it's visual. Good job. <sighs> then we immediately go wrong because tell me why out of no point in time ever but why at the beginning of this movie is Harry Potter in a train station waiting to meet Dumbledore to go wherever the hell Dumbledore is supposed to be taking him? He's hanging out in a train station. Harry's house is nowhere near a train station where he lived with his aunt and uncle is nowhere right. near a train station. Yeah. Why yeah. is he in the train station? Not only is he in the train station, but apparently he's eyeballing some chick like he may want to try to make a move on her or something. Like, really? Harry Potter in book six? <laughs> Making a move? Oh no! I just stopped watching. I left when it did. Yeah, you're 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 done at that point. I was done. Yeah. Oh no no no! I actually made it around long enough for them to go through the whole stupid everybody running around the house. Is Harry here? Harry's here. I heard Harry was here. Is Harry here? I was like, okay, now I'm really done. I'm done. I can't do it. I'm out. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. No, we're done with the show. (laughs) (laughs) We were definitely here. Uh. Let's see if anybody's in Clubhouse. I don't think anyone's in Clubhouse. Nope, nobody's in our Clubhouse. Man, we had a decent little crowd last time. What happened this time? I think it's because we put it in the club. We're going to have to experiment with that and see if that makes any sort of difference. If you know... Was it not in the club last time? I don't think so. If you know if putting a clubhouse room in a club prevents people from the public from seeing it and they have to be in the club, reach out to the show. We're on Twitter at the DM series. He's on Twitter at Demasi, and he'll actually get your tweet. Probably, maybe we'll see if he connects all those tools. And I'm on Twitter at Payon P A Y O W N and show notes and more information. Probably a more slimmed down version of show notes. <laughs> probably not probably <laughs> a more slim down version of show notes will be at your own pay.com forward slash do 93 <laughs> you've been listening to your own pay podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode visit your own pay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today we're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own thanks for listening we'll be back soon the your own pay podcast your own pay.com